Live in the Wilson studio, episode four zero is about to go hot. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about all things camping related, talk about the past of camping, talk about the new age of glamping, and it's going to be a good time. I am your host, Alex DeBoard, as always, my main man, Nick Wilson, right over here to my right. Cody Watson's in the studio, kicking it up and kicking it loud. Y'all stick with us, we're going to get this one underway. Live on all the social media platforms, we got it going on. Nick, you decided to do a little special episode tonight when we had another guest not be able to make it here, and that's okay. We're not worried about that. You don't want to be with us, you're against us. That's the way we look at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, people get busy. We understand that, and that's all right. That's okay. We'll fill in where we can. We can find something to talk about at all that's times. Right. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Since our last episode, have you had any turkey excitement? I ain't been fishing. <laughs> All I've been doing is working on a swimming pool. When was our last? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, I think podcast. Oh, I ain't up. been no. Mm. Busy, busy, busy at work. Well, that's good. No, no harm there. Right. Are you? Uh, are you looking forward to this weekend's turkey hunting? Sunday, probably. Tomorrow, what is it? Hundred percent chance of rain. What'd y'all say? Eight a.m. Hundred percent. Ninety. In podcast land, we're. Uh, this will drop next week, so you'll already be through this weekend. Well, time. we may move our trip that we had planned from this weekend to next weekend to go okay. back to South Georgia to Terry and them's hunting club. Oh, finally going to get that one underway. Yes, sir. Cody, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Excited, as What's always. What's new in your world? Not a whole lot. Just been busy. Busy with work. You know, I work so hard. <laughs> Now, why'd you start laughing? Did everybody... He <laughs> might listening lies. Yeah. Don't listen to that. No, was, uh, we've just been busy with baseball and trying to go turkey hunting as much as I can. And just You're slacking you know. on your evening hunting this year. I know. Well, I hunted a lot last year because of COVID. So, True. You know, I was COVID I was, shut y'all down at work? Yeah, man. It was crazy. <laughs> we, were, we were out a lot. I was in the woods a lot. Yeah, I hadn't been. I've been spending more time. I mean, we've had we got two games a week and stuff now, and it's just I've just been hanging around the house more and podcast. So, haven't been hunting a lot in the evenings. Ball practice too, right? Yep, a lot of stuff. Theo, what's up, dude? You ready to get back to Illinois? I don't know who that is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, into the episode tonight. You wanted to have an episode on camping. We haven't done an episode about camping. We've talked about, you know, turkey hunting, deer hunting, fishing a little bit. We've had some different guests on, but something we really haven't talked about is the camping side of it. Now, I really don't know how you want this to go. Do you want to talk I about? I don't know either. I just, I'm, I don't know. You come up with these ideas and you just, you, you kill We're me. with a master camper. <laughs> Glamper. Glamper. <laughs> now, he was a master camper at one time. He learned from one of the best I ever knew I mean, as far as camping. I just thought it would be a good idea just to do a podcast on camping and set up and whether it's tent or whether it's camper and just see where it goes. See, how, right, so see how people do different stuff. Start back. Because we, we had a, um, we got, you know, we got one of our uh, listeners that uh, just recently bought a camper. Who's that? Cody Fowler. Fowler bought him a camper. That's right. Yeah. Bought him a big one, too. I think he had a little accident on his first Did he? first adventure. Uh-oh. Something about the, the gray water. 
Oh yeah, he did say that. Yeah. So yeah. you know something maybe to help people along. Yeah. What you can know, you do? How can you reserve? I just your had spots? a problem. I just had a problem last last time we went camping a couple weeks ago. So well, kind of some. Uh, I guess let's start by taking I'll tell you it what, back to when we first started camping. Boys came a long ways. And where you where you went to camp the first time, and we started in a pop up, an old green pop-up camper that's over in the holler now rotting away but that's the first memories of camping that i can remember going to nimberwheel that's when we'd go up our throat and weekend of trout season have one of them half doors on it you know that it closed <laughs> yeah and one time dad and them was up our camping and stephen clontz went in there dad went to bed and stephen clontz went in there and pinched him on the ear and while he was asleep and dad jumped up and gonna run out of that camper after Stephen, and he slammed that door on the bottom, and Dad hit that door, and he said it like to broke both his shins when he hit it, because it was about shin height, you know, it was yeah. a little bitty door, but that was that was some cold, miserable times up there on that little camper. wasn't no heat; it was just climbing a sleeping bag and go. And then, of course, I graduated to a cabin of uh, down at the Big Ten. Yeah, it yeah. was a nice. It was a Taj Mahal. Um, the rats would warp her tails off a wall and knock a sheetrock loose. Wasn't no sheetrock, knock the ten screws loose. It was rough back then, but we had a lot of fun camping then. Well, we always we grew up camping in tents as a you know youngster next to the lake or a creek somewhere, and then while, while hunting, Dad bought that pop up that I brought up in one of the earlier episodes, and we kept it at South Georgia. But did y'all leave it down there? Yeah, most of the time closed up. Yeah, most time we we would bring it back sometimes, but most time we try we'd close it down when we left and just leave it. Um, but I, nowadays I don't, I don't camp at all. I don't go anywhere. I don't, a lot, I know, you know, Watson and you don't go nowhere. It goes once a year camping to Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we started, we started and we did for the better part of 14 years. We went up on Chattahoochee National Forest. It was me and dad and a plethora of people, Mike Ritchie and all of them would go. And we always tent camped, tent camped. And we would have our individual tents where we stayed and slept, and then we would build a cook sh- cook shed, and we would have tables in there, and that's what we did. And we had a we dad bought a camper one time, a little small camper, and we only had it for a couple of years, and then it was back to tent camping again. I don't know the reason why I got rid of it, but that was some of my best memories. We go up there, we never kill deer. We go up there and we camp Thanksgiving every year, and Alex came up there several times and. We would just, like I said, we took pride in building that that cook shed, and we'd have tables in there. We'd have our stoves in there. We'd ha- it'd be like a kitchen. Setup. Well, hold on, let's 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 back up a little well, bit there, cause, cause I think that's something that I wanted to delve off into. Okay, is, is instead of going to whole scope, you, you would set up a tent or for cooking. Mm-hmm. All right, so your cook tent, what was it? Usually, um, in the beginning, it was just. A big tarp spread out, and we'd have a stick in the middle of it, and then that would be the top. And then we would take other tarps and build, like, three walls, and that would be the cook shed. Now, we graduated not too long after doing that for a couple years, and the basis of the cook shed would be one of those pop-up tents, like a 12-by-12 pop-up tent, and then we would wrap it in tarps, and we'd wrap it all the way around the front and leave a flap, you know, overlap two tarps, and that would be your door. And we'd hang a lantern in there, and we'd have three tables in there. 
and we'd have you know food cooler food coolers you know dried goods over here and then two you know two grills set up you know tabletop coleman stoves and that's where we would do our indoor cooking for breakfast and all that somebody popping in kevin dorsey kevin dorsey the the trumpet, trumpet man, man trumpet, trumpet man, man. <laughs> oh sorry to interrupt you there that no kind of took me by surprise seeing kevin pop in there so and that was always like we took great pride in and building that we'd all get together and we'd always have little ideas of what to do and make it you know neat but it made it work and it was fantastic and there was nothing like getting up in the morning and it'd be 20 degrees and you roll out of your tent and you go in there it'd always be warm because yeah. you're cooking and we'd all stand around in there, you know, be four or five of us filtering in and out of there, helping cook or whatever. I'd always try to help cook. Dad and Mike would never let me. I understood why when I got older because it's warm in there. I'd go out there and have to stand by the fire. They's in there standing over them Coleman stoves, keeping Shoot warm. Shooting outside trying to get the fire going from the night before. Yep. Shooting. Yeah. Wasn't it, hard. You usually had a good bed of coals. That fire, <laughs> that burn four cords of wood. In a, we didn't in tell a how many outlaws tree. you had to stay and we in camp. <laughs> yeah. We always, they would be you know, plenty. If plenty was, up yeah, there. If, if there's plenty of outlaws, and that, that thing would still be going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Travis is notorious for getting up in the middle of the night. You'd hear him out there splitting wood, or he'd be shooting the wood to it, as Mike said. And then you'd get up a lot of mornings, it'd still be roaring, and we'd just stoke it up and stand around. Yeah, and it was fun. Me and Steven went up there and camped uh, a couple times and brought a – had an old army, one of the most Civil War tents we got from Robbie Hawthorne. It was a A-frame we put up and had our cots in there. And I won't never forget one night that, that tent blowed over on me and Steven. <laughs> Did y'all go hunting? Yeah. Steven deer hunting? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he even hunted. He had 12-gauge. Yep, 12-gauge. He, he went yeah. up on the mountain and about had a stroke. He had to stop and smoke two cigarettes before we got to the top of the mountain. I mean, it was a long walk back in there. Me and Cody, we said, you get right here and you sit down and you don't move because you'll be lost up here. I bet he sounds like a damn rhino coming through the woods. <laughs> like a bull in a china shop. He's, he's one for dragging his feet a little bit, but hey. It, up there the wind blows all the time so you could drag it you could drag a bulldozer through there nothing in here you coming. i guarantee he'd be a bulldozer wouldn't he <laughs> he would but he always hung around and he, and he seemed to enjoy being there with yep. us you know and hanging out he was a camp hey me and old steven you talk about graduating into camping in tents son from the time we was 13 14 year old we'd go down there at the river or the creek at his house and camp and we camped all the time I mean, all the time. Every weekend, we was down there camping, and it was usually because we wanted to get out of the house. Nobody was there. We wanted to get out yeah. and have fun. Probably was doing stuff we shouldn't have been doing, <laughs> sitting around drinking beer or whatever, but we always had a lot of fun down there. And it's shout out to my boy. He's doing great for himself. He's he's come a long way from them days of breaking everything I owned because uh, he did lanterns, uh camp stoves uh flashlights and he would lay on his side next to a campfire with the only flashlight we have is shining in the coals i'd be like steven give me the, and that was the tour that was the thing steven give me the lantern steven give me the axe steven give me the the flashlight whatever it was I always had to take it away from him because he'd burn the batteries up on a flashlight but right. we we camped with next you know it was nothing you'd take a 30 pack of beer and, and a lantern and that was it and it was good lanterns too. We had I always run them North Stars. It was the best. Oh yeah, they are the best. They were we had some in, we had some in pump up jobs. You have to go Golly. in there and, and yeah on them a while and, and about blow every blood cell <laughs> in your head trying to get it to pump up and you'd get it lit and then you'd see it starting going down. You'd have to pump her up again. Reckon people use lanterns anymore? 
I don't know, I, but I've seen a deal on them. On, on, uh, I'm asking a question. Well, I'm just saying, I was going to transpond into that because I've seen a guy, they don't know, we're not in glamping yet. Now, he ain't graduated from glamping yet. They ain't got no lanterns he takes. They but, got outdoor, there's enough outdoor lights on that thing to land a 747 in the middle of the dark. Does anybody use a lantern anymore? I think more people, I think a lot of people still use lanterns, but I think they're all, now with LEDs and these battery power. People lanterns. just don't, people just don't camp anymore like we're talking about. No, they? and they don't. Even I, at, I mean, maybe hunting clubs. Maybe they still do. Ones that ain't got power. Most, most of them, most of them, most of them got power now. Got power now. Got they're got close relax. to the road. You go to Terry and Tony's hunting club. And well, it ain't no, that's a guy that's glamping at its finest. It's the finer hunting clubs I've ever been to as far as the setup and everything they've got. I mean, our hunting camp up there is, it's a. Talk. Big Ten Sun was rough. Now, I mean, there was one generator and one light ran. There was light in the cabin. Did y'all use a generator for light or did y'all use lanterns? We had a generator that we'd run when we was cooking, and it sounded like a uh, it sounded <laughs> a like a McCulloch <laughs> chainsaw over there. <laughs> we built a box around it and put a top on it. And they, if you hunted up the creek the next morning <laughs> and anybody was in camp trying to cook or do anything with that generator on, you was sol because you wasn't seeing nothing i mean it it literally sounded like a straight pipe v8 so, but it was generators that they used on the chicken houses that what they bought when when the blizzard hit they had to buy them generators and i mean hey it did the job but i got a question for you talking about chicken houses all right you ever use a chicken house fan for what just air blowing on you william's got one on in his shop yeah did y'all ever use one camping or anything no now, you have to wire those things a little different, don't you? Yeah, it's got a two-phase motor on it. I mean, just, you know. It'll blow the hat off your head, though. Won't oh, it? yeah. It's an exhaust fan. That's what we always had. Now, we had some of them round ones that we would take. Those are not OSHA approved. What? Don't get your finger near <laughs> yeah, Those ain't OSHA approved. No, no. no, 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 no. They've got a piece of chicken wire on it about that big all the way around <laughs> it, this square, and you don't want to get your fingers in there. We used to throw walnuts in them. And just for spot, Dad, if you're listening to that, I'm sorry about them fan blades. I didn't mean them walnuts and bend them blades up. But we would throw stuff in there, and uh, it was – I've had an ear infection. Clayton, get off me about my ear. Um, he said, get Alex a Q-tip for his ear. That's what happened. I stuck it too far down in there and jabbed my brains out and got an ear infection. But we would take those uh, those round, old-school chicken house fans – we take them to Ogallala over to fish camp and put one on the porch because if you didn't, the flies and the mosquitoes would touch you off. It was nice to plug up. Willie always, Willie, Willie always said it was like pulling a plug out of his butt when you turned them fans or that generator off. He said, <laughs> he said man, I'm glad. You could actually hear the quiet. Then. I guarantee it. <laughs> now they got generators that will run. You can't even hear them running or whisper quiet. We'll stay on camping. I, talking about going back to camping, I was, I was thinking about this. Nobody – I mean, there's not a lot of people that tent camp anymore, but one of the things that I learned. There's not a lot of people that we know that tent camp anymore. True, but true. people that hike and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. like that, they're big into that. Right, right. You're absolutely right. But one of the Them things. Them places you go to, they don't, they don't, they don't allow tents. <laughs> yeah, they do. There's tent sites. Jerk. No, but. There ain't nobody tent camping. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, um, once we learn, a lot of people don't know this. They just lay the tent out, you know put it up and they're good we started putting like a 10 by 10 or 12 by 12 tarp underneath our tent mm-hmm. and then we stra- we put a tent tarp over our tent too and just by doing those two things you stay drier because i don't care how good a tent you got got if it rains like sometimes it used to rain up around chattahoochee national forest water's getting in that tent on the bottom 
Them new ones got now. Them now them new, new ones, ones they may be, you know, made. My brother's got one son that's that's that Joker's legit. I mean, but it's double sewn. It ain't like the old Coleman pop ups that we had right. back in the day. And you're right, you'd you'd be you'd be soaking wet if it was bone dry outside. They'd right. find a way to get water in there. And see, for years we slept on air mattresses, and we had those little you know um, blowers that were electric, and you had to charge them before you left the house, and we'd use those. But then we finally bought cots, you know, military, yeah. and getting up off the ground, having that, you know, underneath the tent. And then we put a tarp even over our tent because those rain flies never kept it completely dry up there. And I remember laying in those tents just so comfortable knowing that we weren't going to get wet. We spent hours setting up camp. That was my favorite Favorite part, getting up there and setting up everybody's tents. I'd everybody. freeze to death in them tents. I've slept in some rough ones, son. I mean rough ones. The last few years, I did buy a buddy heater, and I run a I run a 10-foot hose out to a propane tank. And, you know, those things have oxygen meters on them, you know, oxygen sensors and tip meters. They'll, they'll turn off. If, and, golly, man, you don't want to get out of bed. <laughs> I was – I guess it was about five years ago we stayed up at Dawson Forest one night. And um, I think Mulkey let me borrow his tent, and I slept in it, and he gave me this probably about that thick. <laughs> Jailhouse mattress. Yeah, we woke up the next morning to go hunting, and I started singing that Bon Jovi song, The Earth Was Last Night's Bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one time we went up to uh, – I uh, went over to Missionary Ridge in Alabama to a Civil War reenactment, and we forgot our cots. And me and Zach dug around and went over to these guys that was, had horses and got two bales of hay from them, strode that hay out on the ground and put our sleeping. Now, let me finish. Spread that hay out there and got got in that hay like a, a manger or something. That's what I felt like the next morning. I'd wallered me out a little bit of a hole in there. Best I can waller out a hole. It ain't much. But got my sleeping bag down in it. Son, you talk about staying warm. I got two days later, I had the worst case of the chiggers I have ever had in my, I don't know where they cut that hay at or what time of year it was, but them things must have been infested. I guess it was chiggers. They I'd have been, eat me. I'd have been sneezing. I'd have been itching all night. Yeah, it was, well, I was in the sleeping bag. I wasn't laying in the hay. I mean, I was in my sleeping bag laying on top yeah. of the hay, but man, I tell you what, they, something eat my skinny tail alive out of that hay. I didn't sleep there. I never slept in no hay again. Not me. So, how much do you think it's changed from then to now, man? No, no. I mean, not even now. Maybe five years ago, because you've been camping for a while. Yeah, it's obviously it's changed a lot. Just the way that I perceive camping now, it's nothing like it's it's I mean, it's really luxury. If you're going in a camper of any sort nowadays, and the places that you can go, it's just luxury, really. I mean, it's just home away from home, really, and. There's it's really, but that that's not something new. No, it's, it's not. It's popular now. It's popular. And it, I can remember when we was kids going down to Florida and uh, right up here, Donna and uh, what at the end of your road, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry. They would be in Florida in a camper camping when I was, this was 20 years ago. They would be down there yep. staying in a camper at the beach and yep. they would go. They still and, go every year. Yeah, and they, and they would go up to, uh, with Gail Rampley and, and Brandy and them, they would all go up to, um, what is it up there in Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg on the other side of there? Uh, where you go right through and see him? Uh, Cades Cove. Cades Cove, and go up there and camp. They had yep. a big airstream they'd take, and Dottie and Coon would go. And, they, and that's something that people did for a long time. Now, we were still camping in pop-ups and everything else, but – now I, camping has become. I think what's changed 
is not only is it more popular now, but I think they've built campers now where they're affordable for a lot more people. Yeah. I know. I remember growing up, none of our friends or family or a whole lot of people that I knew had campers. And if they did, you were like, whoa, you know. Yeah. And now it seems like they're building, building them where families can, you know, afford them and, and go out because you don't have to go spend $80,000 on a camper. I mean, they've got them all the way down to ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000, and they're super nice. So, but it's definitely changed. And what's different now is there's so many places to go. You know, there's there's all these RV resorts that are popping up that you go, and they're like, once you get there, it's like all-inclusive there. You don't have to leave the actual place you're at. All the amenities are there. There's parks inside of the facility. There's shuttles that take you to and from places. Um, most of those places have power, water, and sewer hookups. Yeah, most places like that. And I'm I'm notorious. I, there's still a lot of places that don't have sewer hookups. And I just – we looked at one actually in Illinois we were going to go to, and it didn't have sewer hookup, and I was like – How many um, days can you stay in a camper before you have to – Depends on how many people you got, but – say my family you know there's seven of us in our camper you're looking at maybe gray water everybody taking a shower i mean you're looking at maybe a couple days it's about time for you to upgrade to a tour bus ain't it? <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> well i'll say this now i've never been in a camper you know going somewhere until i went to florida and i stayed in a camper and stony and billy they've got nice campers down there but and that was just usually two days we'd go down but when cody and i went to illinois and stayed in that camper man i'll tell you what it was like being in your own house and i'd never been around people in a campground you meet nice folks i mean that there's people pulling up of course we'd talk to people every night met you know our, our buddy from up in alaska up yep. there i mean that was it was fun i mean i enjoyed it it was it and it was nicer than a hotel to me because you kind of had your own you know area i mean we'd sit out in front of the camper and people would come by that we knew in the area and talk to us and everything else and i mean cody's got the setup i mean anything you need tool wise he's got tools he's got uh, carpet he rolls out there and chairs and tables and everything and it's got a radio outside you can turn on and i mean we literally sat there like we was at home on the back deck i mean it was it was really really nice to enjoy i mean i enjoyed the fire out of it what's the furthest you pulled that camper illinois yeah did you have to take any tires with you no well, we thought we was gonna have to when we come up through uh what was oh, it yeah. you you come up through there where's that rough patch of road was it on 24 oh, yeah, that, or uh concrete Man, they yeah. had it. I mean, it, we'd come up to a pothole, not thinking, here well, we here, go, we're going to bust the, the tire off. That, that guy that was on there that I hollered out for Theo, I think he goes up to Sturgis every year, mm -hmm. and he pulls a camper, and he's got a um, toy hauler. Yeah, toy hauler in the back. And he said he carries, I think, six spare tires with him. I mean, it's, if, if, if you had room like a toy hauler, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I've got one spare tire. and He said he usually blows usually one or two out on the way up, one or two on the way back. Really? Yeah. Well, them roads up there, but you're talking what seventeen hundred miles, yeah. eighteen hundred miles. Yeah, something. now that's yeah. you plan on a trip like that where you're on the road for several days. Yeah, you might put a little more preparation into it, you know. But I'm on main travel corridors, and it's only a six hour drive. I've got one spare tire, and I did pay for the whatever it is that they'll, they'll come out and change it. You know, you may sit there a while and wait on that kind of stuff, but 
A grown man can't change a tire. No, I can, but I if just, you blow two, I, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, I ain't walking. I ain't saying, <laughs> hey, you sit here with the camper, let's unhook it on the side of 24. I just, right. That's a James Gregory joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's – um. Prepar- I damn. <laughs> That's what he always a grown said. man. A grown man can't ch- I damn. But you talk about preparation. When we bought the camper, that was one of my most exciting things that I wanted to do is like – Stock it with everything that I could ever think and of. And by God, he's got well, it. How, how big is it? It's a uh, 38 foot fifth wheel rear bunkhouse. It sleep 10. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> dollar, dollar bill, y'all. No, but it's, um, but we had to have something. You know, we're going to, you know, obviously take the whole family. It's, it's nice. I mean, it, it's as nice a camper as I am I, that I've ever stayed in. I mean, it is. Got a nice shower you can stand up. <laughs> There's in. Derek watching. He's camped a few times. Asked Derek about sleeping in that V10 down there, revving that, revving it up in that <laughs> parking lot down there in Oconee National Forest. <laughs> I remember you talking about that when y'all was talking about going down there. Um, then Derek, I mean, me and him camped when we was. He can tell you about Nimberwheel going up there in them campers and stuff. And I mean, Sunday was rough. I mean, it was rough, rough. We didn't know how good we had it though. I mean, I I never. Uncle Wibbern and I camped every Friday. And every Saturday night during deer season on Big Ten, when I was 13, 14, 15-year-old, Dad would come down when he wasn't working and camp with us. Doyle Clark, he he camped with us. But me and Willie O religiously were at camp because that's where we wanted to be. He'd get up and go check chickens in the morning, and I'd go hunting. Or he'd get up and go hunting for a little while and then go check chickens, come back. And we stayed down there. And I can't believe the people that will go camping and go out to eat. It's, yeah. it's crazy, ain't it, Cody? That is crazy to me, personally. They'll go. We packed like I thought we camping was, going, was part of it. Well, well that, and that's, it is. That's something I was going to mention, too, when you talk about campers. It really depends on what you want to do when you go camping. That was going to be my next question. Like, how, what, what are you looking for when you go to purchase one? I, I think it's all dependence on what, well, first of all. How big a size you need. How big a size you need. How many people you're planning on, you know, accommodating. And then what you want to do when you get some, there's some people I've seen at campsites, they'll get there, they just stay in their camper and they're watching TV. I mean. And they may be traveling folks that are retired or whatever. Maybe older, retired, and that's just what they want to do. But for me, I got a camper that had everything we needed, but we're literally only in there if it's raining or for sleeping or cooking pretty much. Um, Because I want to be out doing stuff i mean i've got a table i fold out i've got a flat top grill that i you know can put out i've got a charcoal grill i want to be outside under the awning cooking listen to music we're usually somewhere too where we're doing something with the kids whether it's a park or if we're going to the beach or if we're going to a water park or, or whatever fishing. The case may be. fishing yeah something like that i got a question before you get too far go ahead a tip a tip a tip how do you keep the water from floating in those awnings how do you keep the awning from floating in the awnings? No, no yeah, you know how the water gets in there and it sags, and you have to stick a stick and dump it. Well, most of the awnings now are tiltable, and what that means is when you get them fully extended, you can go up on either side of the arms and you grab it's like a hinge plate, and they'll hinge and they'll tilt oh, one to way. one side, okay. and it'll shed the water. Is that because it would it would do that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can, and if you pull both of them down, it'll it'll make a real shed roof. You know, because they're pretty flat when they roll out. But if you pull them both down, it'll shed out at a more of a steeper angle 
or you can just do one, one side or the other, whichever way you want the water to shed. Do y'all put an additional tarp up? For- no. No, you ain't got to with them. But I mean, they're they're if nice. you put additional tarp up, is the only way to do is the only way to fix that is put that pole up in the middle. I would assume so. Yeah, I don't know. Just all the old camper we had, me and Brandon had that thing would, man, it would sag yeah. ever so often. You have to go out there and push it. It will nomad. But I will tell you the awnings, and this is on even the nicer campers because a lot of them use the same style awnings. They tell you, like rain is fine. But if the wind starts getting above about ten miles an hour, you got to roll it up because it will. I'm sure it'll pull them off. The yeah, that's what we would do. It you know yep. make sure to check the wind and stuff and, and see it goes. In. I roll my if we're not going to be there, I roll mine in just because I don't want to come back to. It's easy to do. You know what you do? <laughs> Push a button. And oh, then, that no, it ain't no hand crank like crank like up. you're thinking. No, it it rolls in. I'm out of times on that. That's why got I got a switchboard to, on it like a, a 747. That's why son. I wanted to do a camping one because I'm out of I'm out, I'm not buying a camper, but I'm just out of touch with it, and I want to know because I see everybody camping. I see everybody going to Sweetwater, and what do people get out of going to Sweetwater if you live local? Mm, I've never been. I mean, other than visiting people down there. Okay, well, you just went camping not not too far from here, right? Yeah, Maga, Chickamauga. Yeah, but what, I mean, but what do you? What do you get out of that? Well, for us, we went up there with friends, so we're we're hanging out with friends, and we they brought their boat. We went out on the water. I think it's just a different atmosphere than just being stuck at home. At home. Yeah, because yeah. essentially, you, it's a home away from home. Because a lot of people do it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people live right here local that you see on Facebook mm-hmm. every day. They load up and head right down the lake, or they head up to Carter's or Lanier. And I, I just wonder what I think it's just the aspect of getting, I'm not knocking anybody. No, I think it's just the aspect of getting out, sitting around, grilling, hanging out. You're not you don't feel like you're stuck in your house. You know, you're actually out camping. And a lot of it's got to do with who you go with. If exactly. you got three or four different families that go yeah. and, and have got mm-hmm. campers and you know, you pile up there and you know, it ain't like somebody coming to your house where they gotta go home later, they just walk to their camper. Well, you know? I remember I remember as a kid when we'd camp at Sweetwater, I mean I Dad would take my bicycle, man. I'd just take off. That's, yep. Nobody, you know, it didn't feel like nobody was watching you. You had to watch them because they can't really get out. I mean, that's what we do. The, the kids all take their bikes, and the bigger kids, they just go, and they're yeah. gone forever. And the little boys, they ride around, you know, right there close. And we bring – I got a plethora of toys and stuff that we bring for them. But most of the time it's just – and the grown-ups are just sitting around, and we're just hanging out cooking. Or um, if there's a – uh, most of them now, mine has where you can hook up a TV outside. So if there's a baseball game, game a football game, we'll sit out there and fry food or whatever we're doing. And just, I mean, it's just hanging out, really. It's but like, you meet a lot. I've never met anybody at a campground that just isn't friendly. Well, you actually were up at Chickamauga and ran into um, yeah. some guys that were. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he he. He works for Realtree Properties. Remember I told you. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I We just pulled up, and I just got the camper, like, leveled and everything, and I looked down across the campsite, and I saw a guy getting a turkey out of the back of the truck, and I was like, be back in a minute. She was like, Bethany was like, okay. <laughs> so I went down there and talked to him, and he's super nice. You know, met him and his, his buddy and all their family, and we talked for a while, and everybody's just super – everybody's there looking for the same thing, just – they were up out. there camping and turkey yep. hunting, though. They were out. They were from out of town. They were turkey hunting some public land close by, and it's just and everybody's always so willing to help. If you got a problem, I mean, I've had people ask me for stuff. Hey, you got a such and such? You know, people you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just I actually that trip to Chickamauga talking about what Fowler did. I flooded my camper. 
how, how do you flood with, so, with water or with yeah, sewage? Clean water. But so every before winter, before you're done using your camper, if you're not going to use it through the winter, you have to winterize it. And there's a couple of different ways to do it. A lot of people just blow their airlines out mm-hmm. with with air. But I've always felt like if there's a belly in the line somewhere, it may not collect at all. And if that freezes, then – so I run antifreeze. It's camper antifreeze through all my lines. And then this past – when we went camping last time, was the first time I'd used it since I winterized it in the winter. So I go up there, I'm hooking the water up, and I start flushing all the lines – just getting that pink antifreeze out of there. It's non-toxic, but I was just. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are y'all laughing at? I'm laughing at him. Well, I was looking at myself on this camera, and <laughs> I was just, I zoned out for a minute, and I come back to, I was sorry. like, oh, sorry. So I left the sink running. Knock the whole table over. <laughs> I left the sink running. I went outside. I was getting the table set up and everything. And we were camping with our, with, um, with our neighbors down there, and um, they were outside their camper, and we all walked down there. And essentially what I didn't do is after I hooked up my sewer hoses and stuff, I didn't pull the valves so that tank filled up. And it <laughs> got over talking to Overflowing? <laughs> the sink was overflowing. Luckily, my wife took one of my kids back up there to get a drink. She caught it pretty quick. I was able to get it all dried up and... It's fine. Nothing was damaged. It didn't hurt anything. But that'd be bad not, news bears, wouldn't it? Not good to run up to your camper and water's trickling down the steps. Oh Lord. I was fit to be tied. I can myself. tell you what, you can cook good cornbread in that oven if you're good. Oh yeah. Alex I high man. Oh, man. Is it I, gas or electric? It's either. That thing worked great. It was the stove was gas, gas. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The stove's gas. Yeah, but, it, but like the hot water in here, I think you can do gas or electric. It was, I mean, hey, I'm telling you, it was Taj Mahal. You had your perfect eating area there, had a fold-out couch where I slept, and you pile all your stuff back there in the bunk. It was just me and Cody. We had stuff piled in the corners and everything mm-hmm. else, and it was nice. I mean, and it is a different atmosphere, you know, like you said, with the camping that we grew up doing in tents or whatever it may be. And nothing against people that go out and camp in tents. No. If you got the, the gall to do it, go for it. Because, I mean, we're actually, when we go to 4th of July this year up on uh, up on the Clinch River at Rusty's place, we're taking a tent. We're going to go up there and stay in a tent for two days. And uh, <laughs> and be murdered. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I could do it anymore. I'm, just to be. Just to have one of them bug zappers. You better have an AC. <laughs> I, it gets pretty cool at night up there. I mean, it's it's nice it's on that river. You get spoiled real quick, though. That is that is the problem with camping in the I bet. camper. It's yeah. the nicest camping I've ever done. Just, oh, it's a little cold. Now, I will tell you, you get up. some awful weird looks when you hang a deer up in the campground <laughs> to skin it. We did do that. Twice. Do they make... Um, you got that right, Derek. Let's do it. What, what Do what? People that's on here can't know what he's saying. Oh, he says, looking forward to a Rock Creek trip soon, Nick. <laughs> Good times. As long as Brandon stays in the different camper, Derek. Or Mulkey. No, Mulkey. Well, it's snoring, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, what was you going to ask, Cody, there? What was I going to ask you? Zone out. I don't remember because I, I started said, reading that question. You said, is there different something? Oh, oh, oh. Do they make, like, campers um, just for, like, hunting? 
like that, that have like they make yeah. small ones. Yeah, they, they may have like gun racks or bow racks or. Yeah, I don't know the name of the company, um, and I wasn't looking at them to buy, but I did run across a company that specializes in like outdoor campers, and they have camp. The, what are they called? The ones that go on the back of the trucks, not camper shell, but like they're actual campers that fit in the back of a truck. Oh, yeah. They go over the cab too, and they've got those outfitted for. They're for hunted. They're they're rugged, and then they've got campers that are. They're bumper camper specials. Camper, yeah, and they're they're like lifted and stuff. Higher. Can you buy? Can you buy accessories to go in there to like for gun rack or? I would assume so. I don't. I don't know if. Oh Lord, you can buy anything. You I mean, want I know you now. can just buy a regular gun rack and probably screw to the wall, but <laughs> right. I well, I, the only thing about that is I'll say is the, it gets pretty bouncy and rough inside of that camper. We we made sure we put our. I mean, I wouldn't haul it up there, but I'm just saying that once you got there, if you. I'm sure you could outfit them however you wanted. Now, the cool thing about those, like, talking about the toy haulers, a lot of those toy haulers, the back of them, say you haul like a bad boy buggy or whatever, once you back that out, a lot of those back spaces, that's where you can customize it. Some of them turn into living rooms, and then the the part that actually folds down to drive off of, it'll come back up level, and it has, like, rails that fold out, and you can do It's like a screened-in porch mm-hmm. for that part. So they're like fully customizable there as far as that. And I know a lot of guys that like travel and do racing and stuff, motorcycle racing and stuff like that. They have snap on like tool sheds all over, you know, inside there. So I'm sure back there you could do. So my boss at work, Adam, he has one. He's got a, I think it's, I want to say it was 46, 48 foot. It'll haul a 16 foot. It's 16 feet of toy hauler space. He can haul a four seater jacked up razor in the back of it and he's got it that he backs in and it turns into when he takes it out a living room area the couch folds down yep. i mean it turns into their living room area inside of that but that joker's big i mean it yep. is absolutely huge how bit how much space is in it we walked through several when we were looking just to look and well i'll tell you this eric davidson that i stayed with in uh when we went down there dogging me and sawyer did his is a toy hauler he hauls his golf cart in the back of his stuff, and we slept in the toy hauler part. There's a bathroom in there that mm-hmm. you know that's got your own your own bathroom. It closes off, and it's a toy hauler part. So, but the beds fold up out of the way, and you got two bunks, yep. and you got a little space there that you can move around, store your stuff. But it's a, a fold down in the back toy hauler. It's pretty neat. I mean, that's you know I'd never been in one of those before. So, have you have you thought about getting a toy hauler? Mm-mm. No. It just it wasn't feasible for right now with all the kids we have and everything like that. We had to have a bunkhouse. We wanted a bunkhouse that some of the bunkhouses are just like you crawl into, but we wanted one with a door because we have girls when they get older. We wanted somewhere they could go privately, you know, change or do whatever they want to do. And um, but no, toy haulers not really. Those slides are a must, aren't they, for both sides? Mine's mine's a super slide, so it's just got one big slide in like, the living room, and the whole living room goes out That's sofa nice, and all that. It? Yeah, but some of them, our our friends, they have a triple slide, and it's just there's so That's much unreal. space. <laughs> it, it just opens it up so much, you know. I think my sister's is a double slide, but now theirs is complete. They only have one kid, so theirs is actually a little shorter than us, shorter than ours. But like their kitchen and living room and stuff is a lot more. Luxury, got a know, bar yeah, in the middle of you know, it. It's, they got recliners and stuff in there. Um, 
it's just there's so many configurations and so many different companies that make campers that you could you look yourself sick when you're trying to buy one. Well, here's what did you after buying your camper? Did you discover as let's say three tips for somebody that may be looking to buy a camper? Um, I would say first and foremost, spend a little bit extra money and get one that doesn't have press board. Ours, mine's all real wood. You can buy a lot cheaper campers, but they'll they'll have press board a lot of them. And say for example, that little that little leak that I had. If I wouldn't have had true hard like subfloors in there, if all if it all been press board, it, I mean it would swelled and ruined. Yeah, and you're not looking at that much more. Um, that's a big one. We looked at the quality a lot when we were buying campers, and that was one thing that just made us upgrade. Um, another thing, if you're not real savvy on how to level campers, and you you're not real familiar with pulling them, and you don't, I would say spend the money and make sure that one has a self leveler on it. Like my sister and brother-in-laws, you just literally push a button and it, the whole camper levels by itself. But now me and Cody leveled his in 10 minutes. I yeah. mean, it I remember that pop-up dad had it had little level bars on the <laughs> yeah. side yeah. of it. Had hand cranks yeah. on there probably too. And you took that pop-up, you know, if nobody's ever used a pop-up, you know, you pull that bed out, put them two rods oh, yeah. in the front and the back, man. Mm-hmm. You have to Don't be up there flopping around, you're going to break it. Coldest dang thing I ever slipped in my life. And then you Velcro it around the edges. Yes. Yeah, that's the way ours was. Yeah, um, and then the last thing I well, that's just that was one. No, that was two. What I was, said yeah, was two. construction. Make sure the construction's good. Self leveling, and then self leveling, self leveling, and then um, the third one. I I don't know. Um, what kind of tools and stuff? That would that's something that I've thought about. <laughs> if you think, fill your gas bottles up before you get there. If you think you won't need it. Put it in your camper. I mean, I literally you camp you you carry like a camper bag that just stays in there. I have He's like got four six bags. camper bags. Yeah. Oh, does he? And I've got two box and everything. I've got I've got an impact. I've got a regular drill. I've got two sets of batteries, chargers, um, full wrench set, full um, socket set. I've got every hand tool you can think of. I've got electric. I've got a meter for metering electrical stuff. I've got extra fuses. I've got extra wire i've got anything that i could think of that may potentially go wrong miter box skill saw <laughs> i don't know if, if working out of town or what. i um i have a i have a pancake air compressor that i carry on there with 25 foot of hose um which that comes in handy for does those campers come with generators some of them mine does not um it's got an outdoor fridge on it though yep outdoor mine does have it yeah that's that's another thing. If you if you're buying a camper to camp and you're wanting to spend a lot of time outside, make sure you look at the ones with the outdoor kitchens, because that's something. Oh, it's that, got the whole cooktop and all. No, because I knew I was going to have a flat top, a big flat top that I was going to take. But it's got an outdoor kitchen there with a little spray down, you know, station and stuff like that. And the door folds up and makes like a roof, so right. you can stand there, you know, and do whatever you need to do. But my thing would be my the biggest thing is take the time and you're not going to get everything at once. But don't worry so much about the little, the cute things that you think you may need. Buy stuff that you think mechanically may help you out because campers are notorious. It's kind of like boats. Something's eventually going to break and something's going to happen. And if you don't have something, a lot of times 
these RV places, the the general store there may have a few little odd and end things, but they may not have a set of dikes or something. You need to cut something off real quick or right. whatever. So, Well, we was hunting. Um, I, I remember this. I don't know why this sticks out in my mind, but we in, in Illinois, when you're hunting on public land, you have to label your stands. You have to have a, a tag on your stand if you're planning on leaving it. You have to put a tag on there with your name, phone number. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yep. yep. You have to have and your and your uh, hunter number, hunter your hunter number, ID yep. number. So we had the tags. We didn't have nothing to attach them with. Cody had a bag of zip ties in the camper. I remember getting those zip ties out mm-hmm. and then tagging the deer. You know, you had to put it around their legs. So we had some zip ties to do it there. It's definitely glamping. Who said that? Steven. Steven. Steven, you ain't doing no camping either way. Get over and fix my dishwasher. It ain't working right. Fail, fail to prepare. We was prepare we fail. was shouting you out earlier, Steven. You missed it now. You didn't get on the live till late. I was telling them about the camping days that you and I spent together, and you breaking all my stuff. We spent a lot of time. And, that, and, and I guess it's a, it's a test of the times. And with age, I'm sure there's still boys that was our age at 16, 17, 18-year-old that's going camping oh, like I'm we sure. did. You know. But it ain't for it ain't for my, my tail anymore. Um, me and Brandon had to do this on an older camper, but I'm sure it's different now. Um, do you have to winterize the exterior of it? As far as what do you mean? We used to have to put that cool seal on the roof of it. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, Which it, that, I think that was aluminum with those rivets. Then you're supposed to reseal them. I don't know how many every years I've got all that paperwork, but. Um, I mean, that's all fiberglass outside yeah, now. Yeah, it is. But, you know, around the top, around all the all the components, all the domatic vents and all that stuff, it's all sealed. So I was just literally on top of mine checking all that stuff, even though I hadn't had it that long. Just the seals are just like caulk, basically. So you're just making sure that everything's still pliable and good because that stuff moves. You know, it's made to move as you're going down the road and not pull apart. So. Right. Now, do you put the... I've seen people do this where they put the uh, outdoor carpet on the steps going in. No, I have, um, like Alex said, I have a big rug I put out, and then I have a carpet that goes under the steps. So you, like, wipe your feet. And I keep a we keep a thing there to put your shoes in outside. So Gotcha. So the kids ain't tracking off Oh, we didn't have that. There. We just throwed ours under the table. Well, that was me and you. <laughs> My kids are jumping on couches and crap. So. Yeah. I'm sure it don't take long to dirty one of them up. No, it don't. But they're super easy to clean up. Sweep up, I mean, you know, linoleum floors and stuff like that. Got a dishwasher in there? No. It has a hookup for a dishwasher. Really? Yeah, and the master in the closet, there's hookups for it, but well, it's not nothing. We'll, most places we stay, if we're going to stay more than a week, we make sure that the the bathhouse or whatever has a washer and dryer, you know, and we'll maybe go there once a, once a week. Destinations. Mm. Is there destinations you want to go? Um, this has turned into an interview of Watson, ain't it? Yeah, and an interesting one. <laughs> it is. He's smart about this yeah. stuff. Well, no, um, there are some. We we Turn definitely camera over on him. For we we definitely want to go out west. Um, we're gonna wait. A, we're gonna wait a while on planning any of those trips because the COVID rate the stuff is still so. Now nah, I'm camera shy. <laughs> 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 no. Um, no, there is a lot of places we want to go out west. We already, you know, as you know, love going out to Colorado and, and stuff like that. And get that gallon of milk, Derek said. <laughs> <laughs> go out there and get that gallon of milk. Yeah. Um, but 
we're we've got some cool places already planned that we're going um we're going to an rv resort in july in um, south carolina actually and it's a fairly new resort but once you get there inside the resort they have a huge water park like four or five different pools um you can rent golf carts to drive around inside the resort and then they take a day there's a shuttle that runs all day to a private beach it's on myrtle beach but it's a private beach privately owned by the rv resort and once you get there they have like a clubhouse on the beach they have a pool on the beach and then like i said the private beach so that's going to be i think that's going to be a lot of fun going there is there like a group of uh like 10 destinations that you should do or and, well, and maybe in the southeast here i don't know i don't have a list really yeah we what's have, the best you, campgrounds that you've been to in the southeast that someone um, from other places may go honestly on? my most favorite campground thus far is actually in townsend uh, little arrow um it's right on the river that river that runs right through um townsend that comes up from like cates cove that way mm-hmm. but the reason i liked it so much is we stayed right on the river and then we went there in the summer and we would go during the day and go tubing well the the put-in was you know way above and the takeout was way below so we would stop like halfway down at our camps you know the campground and the kids would play in the water and we'd sit there on the edge of the water have a few cold beverages we'd go eat lunch up at the camper and then we'd float on down and then you know we'd come back and that was that was a lot of fun there um we have some places we like going back to there's a place um the place we just went uh um blue river i think it was chickamauga is is a lot of fun um it's right on the lake literally you can walk down fish from the bank um playground anywhere that's real kid friendly we like going and that's another thing when you're picking your places to go it all depends we're always making sure that there's something for the kids to do if um if there's nothing for the kids to do we don't even look any further because then you're just trying to entertain the kids all week and there's nothing to do if you're going you know some places you go you may just you may be just a couple trip and you don't you know you don't want to do and there are some places we were just looking there's one in north georgia and i can't think of the flipping name of this because y'all caught me off guard with all this or i had all it wrote down there's a resort in north georgia and it's like a legit legit resort it's They've got, it's on a golf course. They've got tons of a, there's like a nice restaurant. There's a spa there. But it would be a really cool place for like an anniversary trip. Whatever. We actually looked into it, but it was all, it was like booked up for a year. Um, it really just depends on what you're wanting to try to accomplish when you go camping. Now, I know Scott, Scott and Kelly here a while back, they went to Lake Lanier just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they actually, <clears throat> there's rental companies out there and they, they paid a flat fee or whatever. They 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 pulled the camper over there to the campsite, set it up for them. All they had to do was show up, right, and stay in it. And they and Scott even played paid basically like if you go to a, a resort and they basically uh done the cleanup fee and all and come back and got it. So Scott and them just packed their stuff up and left. So that helped him because they only had one vehicle yep. to pull his boat over there. So that was nice for him. Yeah, there's um there's a lot of people doing that renting their campers out mm-hmm. um for the for weekends and stuff like that and when it's you like buy, a camper airbnb, airbnb yeah yeah exactly it is yeah. and it'd be like me pulling it down to sweetwater for you and kelsey i set it up and everything and then y'all just show up and it'd just be like you know going stay in a hotel or whatever at that point 
and then I can pick well, it up. A lot of people that travel on the road for work have gotten into this camp yep. and staying in campgrounds. And Nick Bennett's one of them. Nick travels for work, and they were staying in hotels all the time. I mean, just basically got tired of staying in it. And then they started finding these cool campgrounds near where they were working. Then they actually found, I believe, a uh, guy's house that, hey, he had to hook up and everything for a camper, didn't have a camper no more. Just got to talking to him. He's right on the river, and they park at his house and stay there. They work, and he lets them rent a space there at his house. And, I mean, it's neat that they don't have to stay in a hotel all the time yeah. if they're on the road working. A lot of retired people. Jim Atkins, dad's buddy, man, they he's one of the ones that has gone all the time camping. I mean, they travel the country. The guy I made mention of on the episode about Bigfoot that Stoney knows, he's traveling the country in an RV that's, you know, camping in campgrounds. And that's what we saw a lot of where we stayed yep. at was the guys coming in and out traveling. They were traveling through. And what was our buddy's name? Clyde? Oh, Clyde. Oh, Clyde. He was headed from, they were headed from Alaska. To Georgia. To Georgia. Yep, yeah, down to Noonan. Are mm-hmm. you in a camping club? <laughs> no. There That's are, a serious question. No, there are those. <laughs> yeah, a, I figured they'd be like a forum and, well, hey, yeah, let's meet here. And, well, no, there's not necessarily that. There's actual places that you pay a yearly lease, and you can leave your camper there all year. Well, or, I used to work with a guy. Well, he didn't work directly with me, but he was uh, one of our graders when I worked at Ashton Woods, and he – um I think it's somewhere up um, before you go over the mountain over Blairsville. I can't remember the name of that campground, but that's what they did, and they mm-hmm. they went up there every weekend. That was like their home for the weekend. A lot of the a lot there's a there's a campsite uh, place we go up in uh, Blue Ridge, and there's and a lot of campsites are like this. They have yearly lots, and it's mostly elderly couples that they pull their camper there and they'll they rent it for um, years. And they have decks built off their campers and, you know, gazebos put up and stuff. And they're just sitting there living the life every day in their camper, you know. And they drive to and from wherever they're going every day. Some of them work. We see them all the time. So. We got campers in Ogallala yep. set up over there that's been flooded four times <laughs> four for three times. years. Man. Um, but they're they're set up and got porches built off of them and, and everything. And they've been there for years. And we stayed in, at the one in Cedar Bluff. We stayed there for Gosh, I don't know how many years that camper was parked there, and it, you know it had a had a porch built off the front of it. We slept in there, and that's, I guess that's you know camping like I, the, it's close to camper camping that I've done. I'd about forgot about doing all that <laughs> camping over there. Gosh, we camped over there a bunch growing up, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I loved that you know going over there to camp, fish camp, and staying. It was pretty much just going to our house and staying because we had it set up like a house, had a porch on it, and everything else. So, but it's amazing how it's changed. That's for sure. What, like, if if I wanted to go camping, like, is it kind of like a trying to book a reservation to the beach or something? Is it hard to find a camping spot? Right now, it is. We um, we just like I said, we just booked our trip a couple of weeks ago to July, the RV resort, and they didn't have hardly anything left because when COVID hit, everybody bought campers. There was an actual camper shortage; you couldn't find them. Because nobody wants to stay in hotels anymore. Everybody's like, we'll just buy a camper. It's ours. We don't have to worry about being around people, but we can still go and do. And and I think that's why you're seeing a lot more of these newer campsites pop up in more places because people are taking advantage of it that, you know, property management companies and stuff like that, they're building these RV resorts and and people are just gobbling it up. But, yes, it's just like you just call and book and – 
they usually have some generic questions, you know, and, and there's different style lots you can buy. You, you can usually get like a standard or a premium lot, and usually that's either just gravel or paved. And then full hookups, you know, are a little more per night than just electric and water. What? I was like, <laughs> who's popping off? Steven uh, Embriano had a question. Oh, um, of course he said, he did. Would you rather stay at the shack on Big Ten or one of those campers y'all are talking about? Listen, Stephen, if I could go back to the people that I was with at Big Ten, absolutely, 100%, we're going back down there, sleeping in. I had a nice futon bed there that Cornette fell out of two or three times because he couldn't get between the bunks. Rest his soul, old Cornette, our old buddy that camped down there with us. And I mean, I love those times down there with those people, and several of them's you know, dead and gone now, not, not camping anymore. But, yeah, that was where I cut my teeth. I spent 20 years there camping, so I'm going to pick that one. I ain't I ain't much on this going camping business. I do like it when we go to Illinois. It is nice, nice, nice. But going to a campground and staying, it's, nah, I said, I'm going to pass on that. That just ain't my forte. But now, my buddy hooks that Duramax to that camper headed north. I'm in the passenger seat. I'm ready to go. I have Caden up there beating the brakes off that thing, fixing everything this time. Mm-hmm. He's probably learned pretty good. He does. He's my He's my helper. And- I love my wife to death, but she gets out and tries to back me up, and she just disappears. I can't even see her anymore. Where did you go? <laughs> yeah, it's just a screaming match. I can't see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get where I can see you. What's the What's the price of a campsite? A campsite they range anywhere from twenty dollars a night to hundreds of dollars a night. Thousand dollars. Okay, a night. Let, wow. let, let me ask you this from yeah. a from a let's say a let's say you your wife. Two kids, you know, not saying because right. most people just have maybe two kids, three kids, you know, not five. <laughs> everybody, everybody, no. Nah. But what, like, if you were to, if you were to plan a week trip, have you do week trips? Yeah. If you were to plan a week trip, a camping trip, by the time you buy your food, do you think you save money versus going to somewhere like the beach? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you can definitely camp cheaper than you can go stay. Like, say you went to somewhere down around the beach. Yeah. Whatever you stay in a, um, you stay in a, you rent a room. It may be what one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a night. I would say probably a week down there during prime times, probably what sixteen hundred dollars for a two bedroom, probably fifteen hundred bucks. I'd say probably, and and that's just your room. You know, that's that's, that's probably sleeping maybe one, maybe two families. I don't know, somewhere around there. Yeah, you can get a campsite down depending on where it's at, and it's it's all here or here or there. But you can get a campsite for. Usually, uh, usually around or under a hundred hundred dollars a night, and that's full hookups and full hookups. Yeah, but you got to think too. If you're camping all the time like Cody is, yeah, you're gonna save money on a trip like that. But if you ain't gonna use that camper and you go buy it for a plan to, and you're planning to go, right? It's an investment. Oh yeah, no, it is. You better be prepared to use that joker. Or you're gonna be wasting your money because it sets. What's that's gonna happen, Cody? Horrible. I mean. From what I've saw, I mean, we're not looking to sell, but just looking at the market and everything, they don't hold their. It's kind of like a boat, really. Right. Recreational. Once it leaves a lot, it's, it's mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Oh, you'll see campers that I, I've literally seen listed on for new now new price. I don't know what you haggle at forty thousand dollars. Two years later, twenty thousand dollars. Right. I mean, you see them cheaper than. But I see a bigger um, takeoff than just saving money. Because, like I said, when you go and you stay at, like, a hotel or something like that, 
you know, you're dealing with all these other people and so forth. And now they've got places in Destin that you can literally camp on the edge of the beach. Like you can park your camper on the beach. That's how close you can get. But the thing, uh, the takeaway that I take is from when you go to that camper, it's yours. You can do whatever you want. You can sit outside. A lot of times if you're in a hotel or whatever, you once you get up in that hotel room, I mean, you can go out on the balcony, you know, but that's it. When you get to your camper, you're there. You can do whatever you want. You can go inside. You can go outside. You can listen to music. You can cook, you know, outside. You can grill. I think there's a big, I mean, it's hard to put a price on that for me. It's all about preference. Yep, it really is. Bethany's watching now. Is she? Yeah. Can he cook? Can he set that camper up, Bethany? <laughs> See if she pops off on that. I'm, I, was, I was highly impressed with the whole camper experience with him. When I mean, he had every little knick-knack, paddy-whack, give-a-dog-a-bone you could use. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't nothing we went without. I don't think... I don't think there was a single thing that we wanted that we didn't have. I mean, cooking utensils and a little single coffee pot there that I made coffee in every morning. I mean, the crock pot. I mean, uh, she said, don't make me tell stories. (laughs) (laughs) I've already told, I've already told them about flooding the camper. So what's, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a campground? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Oh man. Um, the funniest thing. I don't know if there's – She said, I'm kidding. He does all right. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's one funny thing, but – and people probably watch me, and it's and that's fine, but there are some good people watching. I mean, you you watch some people doing some funny things. You walk by, and you're like, oh, I know I know what the funniest thing was. I just thought of this. We were camping up – because, if Bethany, can you remember where we are at when I tell this story? You can tell Nick. Um, we were camping, and – Caden and McKinley went fishing, and it was getting dark. And I was like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find them," you know. And uh, it was it was on a private lake, and I go walking, and there's two or three campers, you know, together. And I see this one group of like 15 people grouped up between the campers, and I go to the next camper, and there's a wooden picnic table there, and I was looking, and they had a, a grill set on top of the picnic table, and I was looking, and I was like, "Man, something don't look right." And I got to noticing that picnic table was on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The coals had dropped through the, the bottom. Yeah, had dropped through the bottom. And I ran back up there real quick, and it had burnt. I mean, the whole top of it was on fire. And they were just sitting over there drinking, just having fun, didn't ha- care in the world. They had cooked, and they just closed the lid on it. It's an LJ. LJ, yep. And, uh, yep, about burnt. The, and what was the bad part about it was it st- had flamed up pretty bad, and their awning had almost caught on fire on it but uh, so not really funny but seeing that like walking by and i was like it takes you a minute to register like what's <laughs> going on <laughs> yep burning you keep a fire extinguisher in your camper absolutely it, it i'm sure it comes it with comes one. with one yeah. yes it does but yeah it's right there by the front door yeah. wall spray make sure you got wall spray oh i bet yeah <laughs> when you open them uh, little compartments open that well open up to where you plug in if you ha- if somebody hadn't camped there in a while yeah or you plug in your electrical and stuff oh yeah yep watch for <laughs> watch for snakes when you're hooking up your water <laughs> but yeah there's well, no snakes or walls in uh, no. in illinois sure. it was cold <laughs> enough there they'd about yeah. froze out um but I, I don't know that's probably not really the funniest but that's the that's the biggest thing that sticks out um Cornhole or horseshoes? Cornhole. Horseshoe stops are dangerous around little kids. Some places, that place that I was just talking about, had 
uh, competition horseshoe. Um, well, I like playing up. some horseshoes. Well, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just it's they're cumbersome to set up. We we have um, cornhole boards and, and bags and everything that we take with us. They're just easy. You can fold, throw yeah. them out there. You know, if you ain't worried about. What is the, the new game going on right now in the camping world? Keep your kids out of the road. <laughs> I see. I see. I'm doing that with that ladder golf. Like, yeah, ladder play. golf. But um, I take whatever's easiest to fold up. So we take like frisbees, footballs. You know, uh, the kids have a little plastic horseshoe set that we take. Um, my wife's got a plethora of toys and stuff, but I don't know if there's really any new new games that I've saw. We're I'm getting a little old, so <laughs> I like to sit around and cook, hang yeah. out. Man, we done some good eating up our camping. Well, that's something we didn't go without. God, mind you, we had food, food, food. We had tacos one night, beans one night, cooked in the crock pot. We had oh, what else did we eat? My wife's on the same page with this too. When we go camping, we try not to leave. We take everything. We need to load that thing up. And go turkey hunting somewhere next year. Let's go. <laughs> I'm game. We can go right back up there and hunt all that property on Illinois. We go to tag. tags and stuff. Yeah, we'll go to Iowa and we ain't got to get tags. We can pull tags. You can draw or buy tags there. Yeah, you go draw. Put that on the calendar. Yeah, but it's we'll, draw for the it's draw early. It's draw early. And then but, you got the excess tags. Yeah. But hey, that's where we are to go. Load it up. Load the wagon, they say. I can get us somewhere turkey hunting Iowa, I'm sure. Tony, if you still listening out there's there. probably I mean, there's probably plenty of uh I would love to see Alex shoot a turkey. What kind of turkeys is in Iowa? Eastern. Eastern. Them big biggins, though. I'm telling you, they stand flat-footed and uh, jump on ostriches <laughs> bag. That's the biggest turkey i ever seen in my life. We come by, and there's a hen standing there, and it was looking me eye-to-eye, eye, and I was sitting in the truck seat. It was on a bank a little bit. <laughs> might have been a little exaggeration, but they're big turkeys. You definitely get a full meal off one of them. I was, that's and I, I, I mean, I, I'm all for going on a camping trip like that. We had a blast. I mean, and it was 30 minutes to where we hunted. You know, 20 maybe. Yep. And we'd go, we'd go back to the camper, fix us a sandwich mm-hmm. or something, sit down, take a nap, whatever we wanted to do between hunting. And it was, it was nice. I, if, if you go out west camping, are you going to pull yours or are you going to? Rent one out there. <laughs> I was about to say, fly. I was about to say, you going to put it on an airplane? No, no, no. I, I, can't, I can't see. I didn't jet know. Up over here. I can't see 130 over here and dump no, me out about um, Arizona. We'll, we'll take, it'll be like a, it'll be like a, it'll be like a two week trip that we'll take. Cause it'll take you two, two and a half days to get out there. Cause we're talking about going like towards Yellowstone somewhere. Cause like you that. could probably, I guess you could hit campgrounds on the way. Or, uh, yeah, absolutely. Or truck stops, I guess. If you Some want. people pull up and sleep in Walmart parking lots and stuff. Yeah. Where it's, but they got those those lots, and we saw that a lot as people were coming in and out. Mm-hmm. We were kind of on the campground we were in was kind of a byway. It was right next really to the was, interstate. It was a KOA right next to the interstate, and um, I, we could have stayed a little closer where we were hunting. But like I said, they didn't have sewer hookups, and I knew us being there for a week. And it wasn't. It was cheaper too. I mean, it was. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Four hundred dollars, I think, for a week or something yep. like that. I mean, we enjoyed every bit of it. Hey, you know something? Leave it on Watson for a second because he wasn't here on our last live feed and we didn't get to ask him. Uh, you didn't K- get to ask him your two questions. KT, uh, KT's in. Who What's is up, it? KT. KT. Oh, he, I seen him share it. Yeah. yeah he's well, I'm he's watching forward, now. Looking forward to getting down oh, there. Oh, man. Well, he done, he, done, he done laid out the menu, too. Hey, K- 
JT, if you're listening now, if we're pretty good at frying them fish, me and old Nick's had plenty of effort doing that. We'd be glad to cook. We hush got, puppies, French fries. We're we bringing some hush puppies down there to cook for sure. We got a homemade hush puppy recipe. We're ready for that. That's going to be something good to, that's going to be fun. And for everybody that's still listening out there, we are still running our KT team fundraiser. And gosh almighty, at the outpouring of support we've had from people on that. Unbelievable. If somebody's uh, if somebody's bringing slaw, I hope they put just a little bit of sugar in mine. Sugar? I like Zach, a little sugar in mine. It's actually got the best slaw. <laughs> it's got sugar in it. Missy said it would be nice if you took your sister-in-law somewhere in the camper. She'd probably just want to sit in there and watch television. Probably, yeah. You can She's, do that at home, Missy. Yeah. But no, as I said, if you're if you're you know anybody that hasn't, and if you would be so kind, um, we're running that for for one more week. Um, the uh, the KT team fundraiser is going to um, quit clicking that ink pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a delay. <laughs> Uh, it's still running, and you can donate to us uh, in any way. I've got a few checks that I've got to go pick up next week. Um, some guys that have uh, that have passed some stuff on, and I've got to go pick those up. But you don't know what it means to us. That's been something that's very good. So you want to ask Waddy those questions? We didn't get. He didn't really get to do an introduction to himself either. He missed that episode too. So why don't you why don't you ask him? Cody, give everybody out there, because you've missed a couple of uh, episodes. Give us a little rundown, you know, about where you grew up. You know, tell us about your kids. Tell us about, you know, your family and what you, you know, just tell us a little bit. Everybody that's listening that don't know, everybody on live may know. But everybody on live, yeah, they know. Um, born and raised Cherokee County, um, over there in God's country. You born in Wallace? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um Married to my beautiful wife, Bethany. Um, we together have five kids, age, ranging from about to be four in just a couple of days. We've got Brooks, four, will be. Camden, he's five. Noel and McKinley, both nine. And Caden, 15. And, man, I tell you, I know. Anybody got a good uh, <laughs> early model 2000 Chevrolet, hit me up. Looking for a truck. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I work for the city of Canton. I manage the wastewater facility um, along with a plethora of other hats that they've got me wearing, um, which is fine. And um, Wears tennis shoes, not work boots. I wear work boots every day of my life. Safety. Safety required. Safety required. Croc makes a work boot. <laughs> <laughs> what they did. I have a pair. I mean, what else, what else you want to know? Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I got... Spin around one time for us. Spin around. Spin around. Uh, Show them the mullet's gone. Uh, yeah. Look at there. The God. mullet's gone. Hey, the the. Cannot believe you got it ages right. Ask him birthdays from Bethany. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> KT said uh, that sounds good. Y'all can do the cooking. We're looking forward to it. Hey, hey, we hey, can do we'll it. Do it. We'll stand over a fryer. We ain't, ain't nothing to us, old buddy. We looking so forward to it. We can't wait. Um. So, Nick's got two questions oh, yeah. he always asks. Um, what's some advice that you would give to somebody up and coming in the outdoors? Mm. Well, Alex took them over. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, God, I hear these questions every week, and now I'm trying to think. Um, find a Find a good friend to share the passion with. I think that's... I think that's very important. Um, if you can find a friend that you share the passion with, 
my wife will say that I have a bunch of friends that I share the outdoor passion with, but you find a good friend, um, like Alex, we go on these trips and we go spend all this time together. It just, it means so much more being able to get out there and do that with somebody. So I think that's important. Find somebody, I don't care if you're young, old, middle-aged, find somebody else that's interested in the same things and do it with them. And I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. Amen to that. I found that you, you, anybody out there, you may, you may kill bigger deer, you may catch bigger fish, you may kill more turkeys, you may do it. But I promise you won't have as much fun. You nope. do it with Look somebody. at Watson dropping the mic. Drop that mic. <laughs> Smack it. <laughs> Don't break it. That was expensive. Get my billfold out. Um, Cody Watson, what are you most thankful for? Uh, family. For sure. For sure. Um, my wife puts up with me and, She's the reason that I get to do the things that I do and the passions that I get to do and get to chase and all the things. So her, my kids, um, you know, Caden, he's big in the outdoors now, and I'm hoping that all the other kids, and if they don't, but I'm hoping all the other kids, you know, jump on board. Definitely, definitely family and friends for sure. Like Just like I said, spending time with your friends in the outdoors. I mean, I have some all, all my great hunt memories are with friends so and family so definitely family first and friends for sure. i think our wives do sacrifice a lot for each for not just us but everybody to see the smile and the joy on our faces to let us get out and do what we love to do yeah and i and i'll speak and, and bethany doesn't always understand why i love the passion that i do so much but she definitely but she understands it when you call oh yeah that's when it all comes to fruition. I know Jessica's the same way. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, she's the first call I'm making. Yep. It don't matter who I'm hunting with, where I'm at, she's getting the first call. Cause, and I've been like that since we've been together. I mean, I've always called her first mm -hmm. and said, hey, I just shot this or I just did that or whatever. I just saw this. I mean, yep. you know, and that's something that can be profoundly uh, taken out of you, you can be unappreciative, and a lot of people are. They don't right. tend to take a lot of that into uh, – into consideration that you know hey they're staying at home with the kids they're having to put up with yep. a lot while we're gone and it's, it goes without saying that for me that i definitely appreciate it very much does it feel like an hour and 15 minutes no it never does when it, you're talking with good friends no, really don't and i mean i it, you know we continue to do this and this is 40 episodes since the the we got back from illinois uh it was the end of november right I mean, we're that when we at, start? Yeah. End of November? Yep, after we got back from Illinois on That's our hunting crazy. trip. I mean, it was 40 episodes, and in that 40 episodes, we've we've talked to everyone from our close friends here locally that are, that are amazing people, and we've talked to people that are all the way across the country, and, you know, we continue to say that, that we've talked to the people in Idaho, the people in uh, Utah, you know, and Shad – you know, he continues to be somebody that's always sharing our stuff and always talking on the shows, and he's sleeping in the back of the truck right now in Utah freezing his tail <laughs> off hunting turkeys. And, I mean, it's just amazing to me the relationships that we continue. It's just like I said on the last, you know, live episode that we did. Um, that's what I'm most thankful for, or, or one of the things I'm most thankful for is is the relationships we continue to build. And I think it's – characteristic to who you are and who you find um as you travel around and you find people you you know and we always go back to what Doyle said good people find good people and i'm no different than anybody else i've made mistakes that that i i, I don't necessarily wish i could take them back because it taught me something in everything i did and 
but I'm so thankful for the opportunities that I've been given to meet those people. And it continues to grow so much. And, you know, we always say be happy and smile as you go, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's crazy how it, how it works out for, for us to do those things. And I can't, I can't wait to see the, see the future of it. 10 more episodes. We'll be at 50 halfway to a hundred. And we're not going to name how many downloads we've had, but it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, the I amount mean, of, I mean, the, we're we're over we're pushing eight thousand downloads total podcast downloads. Really? Yeah. That's downloads. That's not even full listens. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's there. places that people have listened, but you know, thank and you it, guys. It, it comes and it goes. I mean, we get some episodes oh, yeah. that do more than than others, but I, I I I'm so looking forward to the partnerships we're continuing to build. I mean, as it goes, this summer is gearing up to be, you know, Man. an amazing series of events that's going to take place. Well, you think for about us. the episode that's going to drop, and will be in podcast land. Uh, the episode dropping Monday. Who we just spoke to. I mean, that was incredible. That was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and, and, yeah. and I cannot wait for that one to get out there. We're not going to say the name, but when it drops, y'all see that it's it's going. We're pushing ourselves out there, and, and we're getting people on, and you know, we're finding common bonds wherever we go and, and who we're speaking with and man it's just it's cool it's neat um oh i'm about to do it you're gonna do it go ahead and bring them around over here cody we've had a little announcement we've been we've been Come holding in. out on and uh here let him pan over there to you yeah just spin it around there you Hang go y'all hold tight y'all don't know what's going on over there but i'm gonna tell y'all what are you doing? He's moving it around. Oh, he's getting the cord. I can ready. turn it back around. Yeah, you can oh. turn it around. So we've we've been working on something for a little bit. Nick's been working diligently on this, and it's a. Uh, I'm gonna wait till he gets turned around. It's a new logo, um, on some t-shirts that that we're dropping here, and for everybody out there in podcast land, you can't see it, but you'll be able to see it posted on all our social media platforms. Um, it's a new logo. You kind of see it. Talk about it. it's the we got the headphones. In the O and the microphone in the it. Nick worked very hard on that. He found a, a local artist to, huh? to draw it up. He about drove him crazy getting that <laughs> set up. I know he did. Sorry about that, Gavin. Well, we got several different colors um, that uh, we'll be posting up, and those will be available immediately. We already have them in-house. So if uh, anybody out there saw those shirts um, and you're interested in one, make sure you reach out to Nick, Cody, or I. Uh, they'll be $15 just like our, our, all our other shirts are. And um, we've got more of the more of – the original logo shirts coming um it's not something we're moving away from this is just something that's going to be in addition to what we've already got uh we're going to try to get two or three different ones i got um, something else coming too yeah you do you do Shh. you don't want to tell it no uh, i imagine that playing secrets again <laughs> but um you know if you're hearing this you want to you want a t-shirt i've got some hats as well um i do have some extra hats i don't know exactly the number of the colors that i've got right now but if you're interested in a hat, hit me up. I've got some available. They're 25. You know that. I mean, it's, you know they are what they are right now. Um, and we'll eventually have some different designs, hopefully this new logo on a hat soon. So um, anything else you got for the podcast? That's it, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, 40 fun-filled adventures uh, together with you boys. It's, hey. Camping time. It's time to time to go, and uh, it's time to find something else to do for the rest of the evening. So, I will have one more week from this episode dropping. Well, less than a week. I'll be getting on that airplane. He's leaving on that airplane out to somewhere. <laughs> Don't mute me. <laughs> <laughs> Cody is trying to reach over here and mute me. So, all right. Well, uh, 
Appreciate you tuning in this week. It was a fun episode. Camping. Hey, if you got any questions about camping, you got any ideas about a future episode, what you want to hear, tell us what you want to hear. Shoot us a DM. Jump on the sale. You got our number. If you don't, hit us up. We got all kinds of fun stuff we're trying to do. And if you're interested in coming on the show, bringing something to the table, hit us up. We make and make it work. It may not work out. Once we bounce around the idea of it, we always talk to each other and say, hey, is this something we would be interested in? If it's not, hey, we'll find something else to talk about. So, um, Cody, anything? I'm good. Appreciate you being here tonight, Nick. Thanks as always. It was a lot of fun. Um, And as it goes, don't forget, smile as you go. And remember, (laughs) mouth of memories. (laughs) 